0: Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, November 17th. On this date in 1968, one of the biggest sporting blunders in television history unfolded. But the blunder wasn't on the field. Ever heard of the Heidi Bowl? I'll have the details on what happened coming up. But first, let's check out your Thursday forecast at the First Alert Weather Center. And good Thursday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sofan here. Chilly start temperatures in the 40s this morning. Little breeze out there as well, starting out with some high clouds. Those clouds will gradually thin out as the day wears on. More sunshine as we go in the second half of the day. High temperatures today only in the low to mid 50s. Turns cold tonight. A freeze possible for inland areas where we'll dip down close to or below freezing in many spots closer to the coast, upper 30s and low 40s. Frost possible out there tomorrow morning as well. So make sure you protect the. Plants tonight, tomorrow night as well, as we'll see lows back down in the mid-30s on Saturday morning. For the weekend, very small chance of a shower late Saturday. Otherwise dry with temperatures in the upper 50s to around 60. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health.
1: Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And now, here are your headlines for this Thursday. Shriners Children's Hospital wants to spread the word about the services they provide across the country to the Lowcountry community.
0: The hospital is sponsoring the 2022 Charleston Classic, which kicks off today at the TD Arena in
1: downtown Charleston. Our Molly McBride joining us live with details about the hospital and that tournament that they're hosting. Good morning, Molly.
2: Good morning. Shriners Children is a network of nonprofit medical facilities across the United States. Their closest facility is in Greenville, but yesterday they broke ground on a pediatric burn services unit at MUSC. I spoke to Bob Roller, the director of national sports marketing for Shriners, who tells me the hospital hopes this tournament will let people know they're there to help by spreading awareness about programs they offer.
1: It's very, very important to our facility for people to just have the opportunity to know that you never get a bill. The patients, parents will never get a bill if they come to Shriner's Children's for special care.
2: This weekend's tournament features eight Division I basketball teams who will be competing against each other for the 2022 Charleston Classic title. Each team plays three games over four days leading up to the championships on Sunday afternoon. Roller says tickets are still available, but they're selling out fast. For a link to buy tickets or just more information about the tournament, you can head over to live5news.com and click on this web story. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Thank you, Molly. Well, as Molly mentioned
0: earlier, Shriners Hospital for Children has joined MUSC in a $3 billion partnership to continue pediatric burn care right here in the low country. Shriners currently has four burn centers and is now adding MUSC to the list. Officials say what once was a focus on patient survival has now become a focus on patients thriving. The funding for the burn center will establish an endowed professorship who will not only treat young burn patients but also contribute to research efforts. Shriners is also committing to help MUSC obtain burn center verification from the American Burn Association to show it's met the highest standards of care.
1: Roper St. Francis Healthcare has announced a $1 billion investment to build a new medical campus in North Charleston. Yesterday, healthcare leaders unveiled plans for the 27-acre campus off of Mall Drive near 526 I-26 Interchange. Officials say that new location will have a full-service hospital with a 24-hour emergency room and medical office building with outpatient and specialty care facilities. Roper St. Francis says it will take about a year or a year and a half to two years to get the designs and Permits approved before breaking ground. Construction is expected to take up to five years to finish.
0: More people than originally thought who take Paxlovid may be more likely to get COVID 19 again after taking the drug. Paxlovid is a combination of two antiviral medications taken in a single pill. In the new study, among the 127 who took Paxlovid, 14% tested positive again after a negative test and a full course of the treatment. About 19 percent saw symptoms return, but did not always test positive. This data shows the COVID 19 rebound is more common than previously thought. Previous studies showed it was between five and 10 percent. Coming up, A man has been arrested after Charleston police say he robbed a John's Island convenience store in October. Jail records say 18-year-old Jameer Green was arrested Tuesday and charged with armed robbery. A police report states officers responded to Deportes Guadalajara on Maybank Highway back on October 20th for a robbery where the suspect used a handgun. The report shows detectives were able to recover store surveillance footage to help make the arrest. Green was released on a $65,000 bond.
1: North Charleston police are asking for help finding this missing woman who was last seen November the 11th. Authorities say 64-year-old Cheryl Billup. she was last seen at the Motel 6 on Ashley Phosphate Road. They say that she left the room she was staying in and has not been seen since. Anyone with information is asked to contact the North Charleston Police Department. In Georgia, the attorney for a North Carolina man accusing officers of abusing him in jail has released more video.
0: Civil rights attorney Harry Daniels says his client, 41-year-old Jarrett Hobbs, was mercilessly beaten by officers at a Camden County, Georgia, detention center in September. The video you're about to see may be disturbing.
1: Now it's not clear what happened just before this portion of the video that you can see there. This new clip has audio where officers can be heard struggling with Hobbs inside that detention center.
0: A previous video shows a struggle inside Hobbs cell where at least four of the officers can see can be seen wrestling with Hobbs, some of them hitting him and punching him in the head.
1: Hobbs' attorney is calling on the district attorney to bring charges. Five employees of the Camden County Sheriff's Office have been placed on administrative duty while state authorities continue to investigate. The Berk- well, the Berkeley County School Board made several dis- decisions about funding and what kind of content students are allowed to read in school.
0: Anna Harris gives us a breakdown of these resolutions and how they will impact students in the district.
3: Berkeley County School Board voted unanimously on both of these decisions and although neither one of these timelines are set in stone, they said they are going to have more conversations about these in future meetings. Berkeley County School Board voted 8-0 to to direct finance staff to submit to the Board of Trustees a property tax decrease proposal following November's passing of Berkeley County's 1 cent sales tax for schools. David Barrow, the BCSD board member at large and former board chair, says he supports a decrease in millage, the measured value in property taxes, but doesn't want to lower it too much to not be able to fund projects that are already approved. Barrow says there is no plan on when they will have that millage number set. Another resolution voted 8-0 to was to establish a committee to evaluate appropriate guidelines for the evaluation of materials of inappropriate sexual and pornographic content in all schools. According to the BCSD school board policy on selection of materials for school library media centers, school media specialists are responsible for the selection of media center books, audiovisuals, and other materials. The choice of these books is based on grade level appropriateness, representation of multiple viewpoints, high degree of comprehensibility, and more. Yvonne Bradley proposed to amend this resolution to include adding a committee of librarians, parents, board members, mental health counselors, among others, to decide what should be deemed as appropriate and inappropriate content in the library. She went on to say at the end of the day, it should be a parent's decision on what they want their child to read in school
2: as long as all facets of the berkeley county school districts are represented the public in terms of the parents and the uh, the, uh, school representatives and the teachers let them decide i'm okay with that
3: i contacted all other board members for a comment on these resolutions and did not get any responses in the newsroom anna harris live five news
0: a media law attorney is weighing in on the Berkeley County School Board's decision to vote to have new leadership Tuesday night, saying it was done illegally.
1: Yeah, Deion Jackson was fired after a 6-3 vote. Board members uh, Yvonne Bradley, Crystal Wigfall, and David Barrow voted against his termination. The board voted 6-1 to have Dr. Anthony Dixon serve in the role.
0: Jay Bender, a media law attorney, says if a majority of board members met outside of the public view before making the decision, It would have been in violation of the Freedom of Information Act.
3: My guess is this district will come back and say, uh, we had no applicants. Uh, We just decided on this guy. Now, how is it that this guy suddenly surfaced uh, at a meeting where there had been no previous discussion of needing a superintendent? So this new majority apparently has no understanding of the law or if they understand the law, they seem to be willfully disregarding it.
1: Have reached out to all of the board members who voted in favor of the firings, but only heard back from the new board chair, Mac McQuillan, who released a statement saying in part, there was no meeting prior to Tuesday's board meeting.
0: He added four incumbent board members requested that then chair of the board, Dave Barrow, add the personnel items to the agenda's executive session.
1: Meanwhile, in a new lawsuit, members of the South Carolina Freedom Caucus claim Lexington County School District 1 is teaching concepts associated with critical race theory, violating a temporary state law that prohibits state dollars from being used to teach concepts like this in school.
0: They include teaching that one race or sex is inherently superior to another or that an individual by virtue of his race or sex is inherently racist, sexist or oppressive whether consciously or unconsciously. The caucus plans to soon file lawsuits against the Charleston County School District and a charter school in Greenville County. Okay, sports fans, picture it. Fifty-four years ago tonight, the American Football League game was on the air on NBC. With just over a minute left in the game, the network cut away from the game so it could begin the film Heidi on time. But as the History Channel put it, the Oakland Raiders scored two touchdowns in nine seconds to beat the New York Jets. But no one saw it happen unless they were in the stadium. That's why the infamous game became nicknamed the Heidi Bowl. Celebrating birthdays today, singer Gordon Lightfoot turns 84. Actress Lauren Hutton is 79. Actor Danny DeVito is 78. Entertainer RuPaul is 62, and actress-model Daisy Fuentes is 56. That'll wrap up another edition of Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24 7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.